Hi everyone, here I have Jackie Skeen with me, who's a property manager in Brisbane. For all of you folks in maybe Melbourne, Sydney, or anywhere else, we'll be talking about how to buy a high-performance investment property, especially from a rental perspective in Brisbane or surrounds. So if you're looking to buy in Brisbane, which let's be honest, I know most of you are, then hang around till the end of this video because we're going to hopefully drop some pretty, pretty golden nuggets and you'll get a lot of value out there. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. So thank you so much, Jackie, for, for making time for this. And I'll try to introduce you um, very briefly, but please let me know if, if I've missed something. But I'm very grateful that we have Jackie because she's been a property manager for more than 10 years. She's very experienced in large parts of Brisbane. She covers a large span, even all the way down to the Gold Coast in terms of helping investors get the right tenant, get the right rent, you know, really build that passive income. And more recently, she's branched off and done her own thing. She's recently gone it alone and started her own uh, property management business, which I couldn't highly recommend enough. So enough of that, Jackie, was there anything I missed that you wanted to, to cover? No, hey, thank you for the kind words, PK. No problem, no problem. So let's get into it. Um, I think the first question that I want to ask, and you know, to this day, people still get confused between property managers and real estate agents. You know, property managers are not here to try to, you know, um, sell you a property. They're mostly just there to help you find a tenant. But one thing that they don't know, people don't know, is that property managers can do inspections on your behalf most of the time, completely free of cost. So just talk me through that, Jackie. Let's say I'm based in Sydney, which I'm not, but let's say I'm based in Sydney and I've identified a suburb um, let's say Slacks Creek, hypothetically, I'm not going to say whether they're investing there or not, but let's say Slacks Creek and I found a property. Um, I don't want to have to catch a flight, but I don't want to buy sight unseen. How does someone like you help? Yeah. So I actually work with quite a few investors every month because obviously it's quite an intense time going out inspecting. You have to build my perspective. I build a relationship with a selling agent as well, because in the current market, when they're getting multiple offers, like it's better when the relationship's there and it's more transparent if it goes to the offer stage. So generally what will happen, they'll contact me and say, hey, Jackie, looking at this property, I'll generally do like a brief, you know, CMA. This is what I think it would rent for. And then what I've been doing recently with, you know, renovators, I'd say, I think it would rent for 450 as it is, or what we could do if we do bathroom, kitchen, paint, um, potentially we're going to get, 550, 600, and they can just weigh it up there. Um, two options. Sometimes they just send me the details and say, hey, can you book an inspection with the agent ASAP? Otherwise, other times they'll contact the agent and say, hey, my property manager is going to inspect the property. What time suits you? So I'm happy with either option. Sometimes it's easier to just say, hey, Jackie, can you contact them? And then I can just liaise directly. And then, yeah, generally do a bit of a video walkthrough, FaceTime. Um, I'll note, you know, potential maintenance, potential improvements, things that are going to increase the rent. Um, 
general condition, a lot of properties we're looking at at the moment already have a tenant in place. We'll have a conversation about, do we keep the current tenant? Is it at market value, which nine times out of 10, it's not. And yeah, just run through those kind of things. Um, so yeah, it's something that I am very happy to do um, on behalf of the client, because I think it's important to build that trust at the beginning. And um, I just love property in general. So I like to go and inspect and say, oh, how's it? it's exciting. You know, buying a property is super exciting. So I get excited for them. Yeah, for sure. And it's so nerve wracking, you know, especially if you're a first time investor, you've heard that Brisbane's booming, you've heard that Brisbane is gonna boom for whatever reason. But you're just like, you know, this place is like a 1000 miles, 2000, 5000 miles from where I live. How do I trust someone that can, they're going to do the right thing for me? And you can't really trust real estate agents because their agenda and there's mm. obviously lots of nice agents, but they're trying to sell you the property, right? That's, yeah. that's, their, um, that's their goal in life. But a property manager like yourself, Jackie, you're like the, the middle person. You're not, you don't really have an agenda. You're just laying out the facts. Here's the, going to be the rental. Here's the maintenance. The photos online were fake or the photos online were good. Here's the video walkthrough. It's just sort of that that really um, transparent service, which, you know, to be honest, and, you know, I, I half on about this so much, you don't need a buyer's agent for. You can, mm. anyone can contact Jackie or people like Jackie directly. And the service is basically free of cost. Um, may, maybe if I just want to, to target this question, I know everyone's looking in Brisbane. There's sort of four broad areas, you could say, in Brisbane. There's Brisbane City Council, which these days you're not really going to get anything under half a million dollars. Um, mm. Then you've got Moreton Bay up the north side. You've got the Logan City Council, which is a large area on the south side. And you've got Ipswich, uh, which comprises that sort of Springfield area as well on the west. Um, these four areas, Jackie, whether it's through your experience or through your networks, can you just talk me through or talk us through the rental market? So capital growth and the housing market are one thing, but the hmm. rental market is often quite distinct and unique. So are rents rising for all four of these areas? Is it easy to get a tenant? You know, just walk us through the health of the rental market. Yeah. So in terms of the health of the rental market, I'm actually going to say they're all pretty, when you're looking and looking at the vacancy rate and rentability and how long properties are on the market, they're actually all fairly similar. You know, the vacancy rates are 1% or, you know, some parts of the South side and North side under 1%, half of a percent. So in terms of, um, most properties, you list a property online these days, pending it's at market value or even a little bit more ambitious, you're going to get multiple, multiple applications generally within a week or two. So as long as the property presents well online. So I always recommend just like professional photography. It's like 99 bucks for eight photos. You can use those photos if you ever sell it down the track. It just people look at the photos. Like I don't know many people who actually read the whole ad until they've already, you know, looked at the photos and liked it. Um, every properties in my, as in the last six months, is getting multiple applications. Um, the rents is certainly on the rise in terms of you compare it to 12 months ago or even back in like March, April. They're still, in my opinion, rising. Some areas are depending on, it actually changes week to week, you know, that's where I'm telling when I do an appraisal, I'm saying, hey, I think it's going to rent for $500 a week, but it's not, the property's not going to settle until January. 
I I would like to re-advise it towards the beginning of January because it could potentially increase further. So it's a very active and hot market and the, the rents are changing literally week to week, but most of them are going up. That's a really good point. The rental market is oftentimes very volatile, especially in a place like Brisbane. I remember even like four or five years ago, it, it fell as well. So it's not like mm. rents always just by default increase, but right now they have been increasing, which is obviously good for all these investors in, in Brizzy. Um, <clears throat> one sort of bugbear or fear that people have, especially when buying interstate is vacancy. And you mentioned that vacancy rates are very low you know, less than 1% in, in many areas. And people can find this information out for themselves. It's not difficult. I guess the question that I wanted to ask as well was, you know, many people might already have rental properties, investment properties in Brizzy, and they're seeing that their rents aren't rising or they're seeing that when the current tenant leaves, it's taking two, three, four weeks to find a new tenant, you know, and sometimes that's down to just, I won't say incompetence, but maybe laziness from an incumbent property manager. How hard is it to change property managers or how hard is it to find a good property manager? Just, just walk us through that process if you, if yeah. you mind. I'm actually going to enter this in two parts because I just want to quickly tell you a really interesting story. So I recently took on a management from a landlord, reached out to me and said, hey, I want you to manage the property. They, the lease renewal was due to be renewed. They were currently achieving 375. The tenant had only moved in 12 months prior. At that time, in my opinion of the 12-month prior market, it probably should have been more like 390 for the area based on the comparables and me knowing the area. And then I did a quick CMA on it because she had issued the lease renewal, but the tenants had negotiated it down. And the tenants only wanted to pay, I think it was like 385 with the other agent, but it was kind of, they were coming on to me. So I just said, hey, can you just withdraw that? Because... Based on the current market, everything on the market that's a 4-2 in that area is renting for 420, 430, 440 a week. So we are way, way under market value. And you know, for I <laughs> I want to see the market value achieved all the time, you know? It's very important. Like this cost, it's an investment, it needs to be producing income. And for a competent property manager, it's actually quite easy to negotiate. Or it can be depending on the relationship with the tenant which at this point I didn't really have anything, but we were able to secure a lease at 420 a week on a 12 month lease renewal. Cause all I did with the tenant was I said, Hey, like obviously introduce myself. Sorry that I have to do this. Like I'm just built that rapport fairly quickly, but I just put, uh, sent her all the links to realestate.com. Hey, this one's on for 440. This one's on for 450. You've got a second living area, blah, blah, blah. Explained it to her and, um, yeah, she was happy. So if you compare the two, she was refusing. She had negotiated them down to 385 per week. And then I've come on, no relationship. And we signed on a 420. So it's actually, I believe it's all behind the scenes. You know, it's easy for a property manager to say, hey, PK, let's keep the rent the same because it's just easy. It's, the documents are easier. The tenant signs, there's no negotiation. There's no work. So I actually think that's super common, especially lease renewals. Everyone should be, everyone should be increasing their rents in Brisbane, Logan, Morton, Gold Coast, especially. Like it's, it's um, the REIQ came out 
in the last 12 months, rents have increased $100 per week on average. Yeah, yeah. For 2021. So, and especially when you're talking about a, like obviously it's the property manager's job to negotiate that. You've got the rapport with the tenant. You need to educate them. You need to say, hey, you love the area. Your kids go to the school. We want to keep you in. Our goal is to have a great tenant in long term. However, this is what the comparables are. We don't want you to leave but you need to pay market value and then they need to just weigh up, you know, can the tenant afford that increase is a big one. And if they can't, are we just going to keep the rent under market value for the next five years to keep the tenant happy and miss out on five grand a year or whatever it works out to be. So um, it's actually very frustrating when I hear about owners not getting like, and then this owner was going to sign on for 385 for another 12 months. Yeah. So it's um, I it's straight up incompetence in my opinion, or just laziness slash when you work as because I worked as a property manager for so long for big companies and then small boutique ones. The boutique ones, are, as a whole, if you look at all of them, are probably more likely to be more proactive. Yeah. Depends on your property manager, but the um, the big ones you manage two hundred properties. You just want to get the lease out, get it back signed. Yeah. You don't want to negotiate. I, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, in my experience as well, that's the boutique uh, property management firms. More often than not, that have a little bit more care factor um, for their clients mm. or for the investors. And like you said, it's a business. You know, yes, we want to do the right thing by a tenant. We want to give them a good, habitable, you know, home that's nice to live in. But we need to be treating it as a business. We need to be getting market rents, increasing that passive income, improving our borrowing capacity. It's part of a broader strategy for exactly. And um, yeah. I think the thing that I sort of took away from that is a lot of people, when they're probably hearing you speak, they're probably like, oh my God, like there's just so many things for me to consider. <laughs> and that's the reality. Property investing, mm. you know you shouldn't outsource the accountability. You can't outsource the accountability. Even if you have fantastic people on your team like Jackie, you still need to know enough to be able to sort of partner with them. I don't want to say micromanage them or anything like that, but they're your team members. You need to be able to partner with them, manage them. And whether it's choosing a property manager and getting that right rent, or whether it's choosing the property in the first place, everyone knows my opinion. You don't need, you shouldn't outsource the accountability all right you should not do that because it's a business and a true bona fide business you need to know in and out to actually get the results that you want um the last thing that i might ask you jackie because probably everyone's kind of waiting around for this in terms of dropping suburb names and guys by the way if you're watching this and you're getting value <laughs> hit the subscribe button turn notification bell on but jackie i'll put you on the spotlight we didn't talk about this before um whether it's in the logan um city council area which everyone knows personally, I'm not a big fan of, you know, most parts of Logan, or whether it's Viz, um, Brisbane City Council or Moreton Bay or, or wherever, where are some, what are some suburbs, you know, not necessarily for capital growth, but you're seeing the rental rise the most where there's just so much, um, you know, momentum behind the rental market. And I, just to preface this, you know, we're buying a lot of properties or my clients are buying a lot of properties in places like Northern Queensland and regional Queensland as well, where literally, you know, you don't even need to advertise, right? Mm. The, the, the tenant will 
beg at your door to pay $50 more than what you advertised for or want, and they'll pay six months in advance. So I'm not saying that's the question, but where is the rental market the tightest? Which suburbs are you seeing? In terms of suburbs, I'm actually going to just put it on a broad one and I'm going to say lifestyle suburbs. They want to live in, like with everything with COVID and the property market, people are working from home, everything that goes with it, they want lifestyle suburbs. So um, in terms of the Gold Coast, like freestanding houses in lifestyle suburbs. So um, maybe like Mermaid, Narang, I'm just really Labrador, thinking of maybe. Labrador, Southport, like obviously those suburbs are really getting to a high entry point now. Yeah. But the competition is insane. And the um, so that's the Gold Coast. And the rents, very competitive because people want the lifestyle. The other ones on the Bay side, um, Redland Bay, Capalaba. Um, if you can buy anything acreage, I know there's other factors to consider with it. But I just recently had an acreage property in, it was in Park Ridge South, so in Logan. And the owners were anticipating, they just bought it, they renovated it. They were anticipating to get $550 a week. I rented it first inspection for $650. Um, and that's just a 3-1. It's on four acres though. And right. the zoning is encroaching to emerging communities. So it's just on the brink. Um, so that was just a great buy in general. So lifestyle, if you can do like the acreage near the bay, near the water. Uh, in the CBD, um, depends on your entry point. I Comparing like 2017, 2018 to now, suburbs like Bulimba and Hawthorne, there was definitely a supply issue back then where now the more executive homes are getting a lot more than they were then, like two, $300 more. So like the four bedroom, two bathroom lifestyle homes near the city. Um, Morton, I'm hearing, mm. another one in Bayside was Alex Hills, actually, that surprisingly, yeah. that is, That's that was really- one. I've seen that yeah. one as well myself, yeah. It was cheap a while ago. And now <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay. Um, yeah, Northside, not 100% in terms of wouldn't put my name to any suburbs okay. just as I have and had any transactions in no, the last no, couple no. of months. And it literally changes like week to week. That's... So lifestyle is what I can say, where it's livable for the tenant. That's some great points. And I think last question that I'll just ask very briefly, how do people gain some comfort that once they've bought their property in let's say Brisbane or surrounds that it's going to be taken care of you know like the that sort of fear is always lingering where oh what if the tenant trashes the place what if they don't pay rent you know I'm living in Sydney I'm living in Melbourne I can't just drive there and you know slap someone up <laughs> not that, that you can yeah. anyway um, but you know like what is the role of a property manager how does a property manager deal with that and, yeah. and sort of allay those fears of, you know, new property investors. Maybe just in, in a minute or two, if you could cover that. Yeah, just briefly. So there's a few things. Obviously have a number one, you probably hear it all the time, specialized insurance that specializes in landlord insurance. So Terry Shear, EBM, I know there's a few other little boutiques out there. Get those because in the worst case, and it happens in the 1%, it does happen. It's not the end of the world. 
um, then you're covered and you get the rent uh, back page, you get the repairs, everything. A competent property manager can clean up, organize the trades to clean up a property fairly quickly and the landlord insurance will pay the loss of rent. So that is that should give you a lot of peace of mind. Trusting your property manager is a big one. Like, do you know your property manager? Do you trust them? Because this is an asset. This is a business. You need to trust them as a person on a personal level that they are taking care of it. So you're not constantly feeling like you have to micromanage because I think that defeats the purpose of hiring a property manager. Um, but I'll tell you from an insider's perspective in property management is with like the technology and property management over the last 10 years is amazing. Like when I started, you'd go out and do a routine and like you'd have to type it back up at the office. And that was only 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. now like cloud-based, it's all automated, like tenant falls behind one day, they get text message automatically. They get an email. They say, where's your rent? Um, in terms of like maintenance requests, it's all cloud-based. It's all there. We can see where it's up to the system automatically. Like I'd love to take credit for it all, but there's a lot of technology behind it that makes sure your routine inspections are done on time. Um, and then like Ashley was saying, and I could not agree more, is just the character of picking a tenant. When you pick a tenant with good character and everything checks out and they're a good person and they got a good history, they improve the property, they repair it sometimes, they always pay their rent. They care and if they lose their job, they have the care factor to make everything right. You know, they they clean the place. They do what they need to do with the character. And like, it's never a hundred, like I don't have a hundred percent character profiling, but the years and the experience are probably like 96, 99%. Like you can pick up on body language and things and um, you can see between the lines, the more experience they have. So yeah, it's, but when you invest in property, you got to understand there's always a level of risk, you know, the worst thing can happen, but if you have a person you trust on the ground and insurance, I think that should alleviate a lot of that. No, hundred percent. And action beats inaction hundred percent of the time anyway, but I couldn't agree more with this comment around character and even just kind of extrapolating a bit further, not just with your attendance, but also the whole team that, you know, investors build around them, property manager, conveyancer, um, you know, mm. accountant, mortgage broker, don't just take referrals. Um, I mean, referrals are a great way to, to, you know, find someone, but assess their character for yourself. Assess, like you said, Jackie, the care factor. I mean, no one really yeah. cares about your money as much as you do, but just assess the care factor anyway. It's, it's very, Character and competence, these two things are, um, and, mm. and care are, are very important. So look, for what it's worth, I can definitely endorse Jackie, but everyone do your own due diligence. Um, her, her company is called My Logan Realty, although she um, operates beyond just Logan as well, down to the Gold Coast, up into Brisbane City Council, you know, Northwest, East, everywhere. Jackie, thank you so much for... Um, for being on the show and any last words? We were just briefly speaking before uh, we we came on and I was telling you about a client story where they had red flags with their current property manager and kind of just kept pushing it down, giving them multiple choices. And, you know, we're all human, mistakes happen. But so often in the industry, I see it and I'm like, 
you know, you're just giving these property managers or this agency chance after chance after chance. And all you do at your barbecues is complain about them and there's <laughs> issues all the time and it's stressful. And then it makes you not want to invest in properties. So it's actually so easy to change. If you're not happy um, with your current service, it's literally one click with a DocuSign and we break up with your current agent. Like the, it doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone, but anyone who you want to give your property to someone who cares. And if you don't feel like your current agency cares, just change because it's very easy and it's very important because it's a long-term relationship. So you're just prolonging the inevitable before yeah. cutting the cord. For sure. I mean, it's a half million dollar investment or close to a half million dollar investment. You need to have someone, you know, managing it that, that knows their stuff. So yeah, once again, guys, um, Jackie Skeen here and, and she's terrific. Um, and thank you so much, Jackie, for making the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.